Welcome everybody, you're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning, you are with the double L team, Lyle and... Lawson! Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, just look outside, Lyle. Do you see yes. that? All the leaves missing off the trees where it got smashed with hail? Well, no, sunshine. Oh, that. Oh, <laughs> you're, that. You're getting the game, Lyle. <laughs> Dude, I was like in the middle of Newcastle yesterday when that hail storm dropped. I was like sitting outside of a restaurant, like waiting for my takeaway food. And legit, like it was like raining and then it started hailing. And it started raining so hard that I couldn't even see like a couple meters. And then it stopped raining. And then it was like sunny. Yes, it that's was pretty much how it went. The most, re- like within a fifteen-minute space, it was like the uh-huh. most gnarly weather event. Not that, uh, maybe not that I've ever been a part of, but just so condensed. Yes, and then just left. Just Did you see much left. damage from the hail, or was it only small hail? hail it was left? only small hail. Okay, so it was pretty, it was pretty chill. Did you guys get hail damage right here at the studio? There was uh, some heavy hail. Our car got peppered. Really? Yes. You got right some here. Dense. Dense. Yeah. Dense. Uh, Producer Shell says that there was hail about the size of the end of her thumb. Wow. Which is, you know, decent size hail. That's enough to create dimples. That's intense. So now our car has gone from being a, an alto to a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke of the day. Come on. you got to love it. <laughs> we don't even rehearse these, bro. They just, they just, they just come out. That, that one came to my mind. As I was saying it, as I was saying it, it was like, oh, this is such a terrible joke. Stop talking. But it was already too late. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Well, other than that, what are you grateful for? You? Well, I think that, I think that, you know, if you look at a golf ball, a golf ball actually flies. Mm-hmm. The shape of the golf ball creates an aerodynamic thing where it actually flies. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that my car now should run with better fuel economy. Should be faster. And have Race less vehicle. weight on the ground. Maybe it will even just be barely touching the ground on the way home. Who knows? Oof. Let's find out. You know, Intense. Aerodynamic improvement. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right. Let's have a look at some, some positively let's do it. different let's, news. Let's just talk okay, about it. In the first section of positively different news here. Um, I saw this video of this lady who turned 64 years old and she was on the um, London Underground. She was on the tube with her son and he got the whole tube to sing her happy birthday. And you know what, Lyle? My birthday's coming up soon and so I'd really appreciate if, uh, well, next Friday is my birthday and I'd really appreciate for We will you get to... everyone on the Newcastle Tube to sing you happy birthday. There is no Newcastle Tube. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, we will I, copy what is happening here. I saw this and I was like, wow, I need something spectacular for my birthday. I know I'm not turning 64, I'm only turning 23, but guys, the, the bar has been set here and I'm like, <laughs> you need to reach it. Okay, so the, the, the ho- they went down onto the tube and, like, what, everybody on the train station or everybody on the train? Everyone everyone in her carriage. In so her it was, carriage, it was, the whole it, carriage. Yeah, it was, like, 60, 
I think it was 64 people in the carriage for her 64th birthday. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. So it was just epic, epic time, epic number, because they're like the carriages are like limited at the moment to the amount of people who can be and in we them. Can, we can watch this on YouTube somewhere? Yeah, you can. I don't know. I just wanted to tell this as a bit of a passing story. I just wanted to talk about my That's birthday. That's a heartwarming story. But it is cool. It's like I think we should have more heartwarming stories. She just steps on there and everyone's just like getting into it. Happy birthday. You know, people are shouting out the hip hips. My personal favorite thing to do when singing happy birthday is to sing really often. Off key, like oh, absolutely, dude, just, oh, you've just like everyone's doing the classic tune, you know, "Happy Birthday to You," and then but you just like sit in a in a harmony that's like in a different key, like "Happy Birthday to You." <laughs> it's so funny, and then oh, you just, just go maximum flat. noise. I just I just go max noise and sing it as flat, <laughs> flat as it's "Happy like. Birthday to You." <laughs> It would be best. so funny if a whole room was doing that. It's just like, who are these tone deaf people? Like you're at like a restaurant. And then my son's favorite thing to do is to lead out with uh, hip hip. And then stop it. And then too. stop yeah. and, and just, and just, 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 just do it once and not do the second or the third. Dude, that's a classic. And everybody's is- sort of looking around like, Ah, uh, uh, what do we do? It's a, it's a power move. Oh, it is. It, it is like you've taken control. And no one else can. They're like, <laughs> because once sufficient time has passed between the second hip hip and then not saying the third one, like no one's going to pipe up and say hip hip. Like, it's just awkward. <laughs> it is. It's just it's awkward. Just so everyone's just, everyone's just silent. Everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> it's the best. Well, that didn't happen for this lady. They all just, they all just got into it. And yep. just, they were, so if, I, if anything, I'm, I'm kind of not impressed. Like I like heartwarming stories. This is good. We need to have more of them. <laughs> we do. Actually, in another um, literally heartwarming story here, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I could say literally, um, but Penn State, the... Um, and, and, well, well, somebody what? just texted through to say, happy birthday to, what's his name? Oh, Lawson. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my birthday today. It's my birthday next Friday. Um, and I'll be on air and I'll be sharing. Maybe I won't be on air. I don't know. Depends. I'll probably be here. But I'm just will, like I'm, we will we will be counting I, on I, you. I, you do not get a day off for your birthday. I really like I really value my time, and I would love to be here. But then, what happens if I'm just not here? You get a day off to remember Jesus' birthday, but you don't get a day off for yours. Amen, amen. It's not Jesus' birthday, but this but is the thing: is that like because it was so sad. I wanted to be here on Shell's birthday, and but then I got really sick and I couldn't come. That it's, was that was lame. I was so upset, like I was devastated. Yes. And so I'm like, I'm hoping the same thing doesn't happen on my birthday. No, we, well, we, we we certainly do. I'll just shield myself. I'll just stay home. I'll. You it, might catch COVID. Oh, that <laughs> on my birthday. On your birthday, <laughs> that, would, that would be the best. That would be unfortunate. Hey, <laughs> but look, in other news, Penn State or the you know the University of Pennsylvania have been doing a ton of research into mushrooms, and they've actually come to the conclusion that eating mushrooms could lower the your risk of depression. What a which load is of rock. a fantastic thing. Well, eating it's mushrooms in and of, of itself, rock. eating mushrooms in and of itself makes me mushrooms, happy. So. Ma- I, and this is why you are a strange person. This explains Wait, everything. Do you mushrooms not like are the, mushrooms. Mushrooms are disgusting. Mushrooms are like that. Zits I, ca- of, I cannot mu- believe mushrooms you are just said zits that to of me. the earth. I cannot they are believe literally you just, said just zits coming out of rotting material. There will be no mushrooms in heaven. You realize this, right? 
Well, get out. For the rest they, of my they, segment, just leave. They, like, they grow in dead matter. There's no death in heaven, so no mushrooms. Ego problem solved. Mushrooms are great. They're vile. They They're taste good. They're of the super healthy. Really good for you. They're and, not healthy or good for you. They're like white, anemic-looking, sun-starved. That is not a reason. You're just attacking their appearance because you're jealous. They're just large pieces of mold. You're all white, white and anemic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not white and anemic. <laughs> I'm part Asian. That doesn't make me white enough. You're white and anemic compared. I'm this pretty is- white. I'm pretty yes. white. <laughs> See what happens when you eat mushrooms. You will end up looking pasty and that is death-like. not true. Well, like, have you ever read the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse in the Book of Revelation? And you read the fourth one. It's the color of mushrooms. It's pale. That's right. You know what else is pale? Pale rice, death, and, and hell, hell followed in his path. No, you are. That is ridiculous. Let me talk about this, okay? Because it's good. Ben's it's got nothing good. There's like, nothing good about dude, mushrooms. it is like, like there have been tangible rates of lower depression in people. And again, I just want to say, I it makes sense because it makes me happy. Okay, you know what makes me happy? What makes me happy? Walking around in the paddocks after rainy weather and kicking mushrooms over. It just, Why? It, all what my is depression wrong with just you? vanishes. Because, like, I'm purifying the earth. Okay, text it. We need a tally, guys. We need a tally from the listeners. 0491-064-669. Text in with your opinions on mushrooms. If you are pro-mushrooms, like, text us. If you're anti-mushrooms, text us. But I will stake my claim right now. I'm putting it... Like, mushrooms are a fantastic vegetable. They go great in a lot of different things. They're not a vegetable. They're mold. You can't call them a vegetable. There's lots of different versions of mushrooms. Like, we we mostly eat button mushrooms in Australia, but you can get oyster mushrooms, which are so Mushrooms are so potent, you can kill malaria with mushrooms. Exactly, that's a cure right there. It just shows you how strong it is. We've had one person text oh, in for mushrooms. No. Guys, text in for mushrooms, please. Disgust. Please, we need mushrooms need your support. I actually make a really fantastic like wonton soup with like enoki and king oyster mushrooms. Uh, I mean oyster mushrooms. And they're so good and like You know the Bible says noodles. not to eat oysters, don't you? If they're not oysters. They're I know, mushrooms. but they're named after something that is unclean. This is appropriate. Lyle, just stop. This is like, yeah, you have no good reasoning. You're like, just attack its appearance, make up lies. Like, hell, everyone, hell. please, text us 0491 I'll go all day on this. We didn't plan this. I just wanted to talk about how great mushrooms are, and Lyle's just in here trying to just ruin my life. Like, stop. Stop. The mushroom industry doesn't even need you, so you can just not eat mushrooms and just be quiet, all right? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I've got Italia 4 for mushrooms right right now, and I've got somebody texting through here. Let me just see what they had to say. Um, let me see here. Pennsylvania mushrooms. I love mushrooms and am never depressed. I'm sure there's a reason for this. Yeah, that's right. You know what are the you know mushrooms make one of the best composts you can get for your garden. Mushroom yeah. compost is like the best compost ever. Yeah, and you can put it in your belly, and it's you know what else is just as good. Stomach. Don't say it. Don't say. It. Don't. don't, <laughs> don't. Just, I know. Just stop. Just stop. But we had. Oh, Chris texted in and was like, "Lyle, you're just a fungophobe." Yes, that's possibly true. Anyway, uh, and I will wear it with pride. Um, and then it says, the next text me, text me, Lyle, you don't like cooking. So many Asian rep- recipes require them. There are so many types of mushrooms. That's, Yummy. That's right. That's so true. 
There are so many times. That's they what, all taste the same. That's no, like, no, 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 no. You know some Dude. mushrooms out there can kill you, like stone dead. Yeah, kill you. some berries can kill you. That's just yeah. Shut up, <laughs> shut up, Lyle. Shut up. <laughs> Dude, look, see, you've got, like, enoki mushrooms, which are, like, long and thin like this. These are, like, really good if you, like, put them no in, No like, one should ever put something that looks like that in their hot, mouth. Hot. That is, that's basically just advertising that this is not food. <laughs> Stop. And you got oyster mushrooms like these ones. They're, yep. like, nice and thick and they taste, dude, they taste so good because when you cook them up, they're, like, really, like, tasty and rubbery and they have, like, a really you nice... You your shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to uh, more serious stories. Uh, and, of course, here in Australia, interesting, we were just talking about the wild weather that we've been having. And just in the Newcastle region alone, I was talking to my son uh, when it was on Saturday and we had a hailstorm last week and he's like, yeah, it saved the panel beating industry because, you know, with lockdowns, nobody's been on the road, which means nobody's been having accidents, which most of the uh, local workshops were down to uh, three days a week or less mm. and really struggling to stay afloat. And uh, the hailstorm came through because I think his boss had mentioned they needed to pray for a hailstorm or something or other. And, well, um, I hope they didn't pray for one. But anyway, it came through and suddenly they were all good again. Well, now there's going to be a whole bunch more peppered cars out there to keep those guys going. But what was also interesting was the three tornadoes that we've had in the last couple of weeks. So in within seven days, we've had two hailstorms big enough to damage cars. And uh, we've had three tornadoes, and Australia is just not a place for tornadoes. The majority, yeah. vast majority of tornadoes take place in the United States, and to have three of them in the space of a fortnight is just record-breaking. Mm. Um, so you had one in Penrith last night, you had one in Armidale a bit later, and then a couple of weeks ago you had one that was between Bathurst and Lithgow. And I was just reading a uh, positively different news story uh, about somebody who lost their dog in the tornado, a uh, little white Pomeranian, which weighed about half a kilo, got blown away and uh, is now back home after being two weeks away from home. Oh, so it survived. It survived. Three broken oh, ribs and a punctured awesome. lung, and, uh, but back and fighting well. So that's that positively different spin to some of the hectic weather that we've been having, which all of this is exactly what the Bible described as our world being like more and more so, increasingly so, before the return of Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay, so in New York, New York City, they or not uh, they recently have uh, had a vaccine mandate, state of New York, I should say, vaccine mandate where uh, all medical professionals have uh, been were required to have a vaccine by the twenty sixth of September, be double vaxxed by the twenty sixth of September, or not attend attend work the next day. And so this is interesting because, you know, we sort of look at that here in Australia and go, well, that was pretty lame. You know, we've got so many jobs here where they require a vaccine or you lose your job and mm. they're just doing it for medical professionals. But there was a bunch of medical professionals out there who've been like, you know what, we've been working for the last 18 months taking care of COVID patients, catching COVID ourselves off of those patients, uh, putting our lives on the line to save lives, and now we're going to be fired just because of... You know, we have a conscientious objection against the vaccine. And uh, so there were 17 medical professionals who took this to court and they won a temporary block on the 14th of September based on a religious conviction. They said, you know, if a person has a religious conviction, they should not be allowed, should not be forced to have the vaccine. And... Uh, 
what was interesting was that a lot of these a lot of these medical professionals have already had COVID, so they've basically been vaccinated the old fashioned way anyway. Mm. Which is a stronger vaccination than the actual vaccine. And it's kind of like if you've got the best of the vaccines, why do you need I've been told, I should say, I'm not a medical professional. Mm-hmm. I've been told it's a stronger immunity that you get from actually having the disease than from having the vaccination. Uh, and it's like if you've got a certificate to say that you've already had the disease, why would you need to have the vaccine? But anyway, uh, the New York uh, District Court has blocked the mandate uh, permanently now uh, because it is a violation of the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States oh, which wow. guarantees religious liberty and freedom of conscience. Mm. Which, of course, we do not have in this country. So if anybody from this country is looking at what is happening in America and going, oh, we should, uh, we should try some legal proceedings here in America, then uh, don't think that way because you won't win. You will yeah, spend get ready lots of money. Lawyers will love you because the amount of money that you will uh, hand over to them and you will fail. Mm. We do not have that. But it was interesting. I was just uh, looking at uh, this other one coming out of Wisconsin. So this was Celebration Church. Uh, Pastor Mung, Mark Gungor being the lead pastor. He's a bit famous uh, on YouTube and so forth as a uh, <coughs> stand-up comedian as well as a pastor. Mm. But he got a letter from Procter & Gamble. And the letter said, the above-name employee is requesting an exemption from Procter & Gamble's vaccination directive based on the observance faith beliefs. In the space below, please provide a written and signed statement supporting the basis of the observance faith beliefs which are contrary to the practice of vaccination or use of the COVID-19 vaccine. Please attach additional documentation if necessary. I actually like his reply in the context of the US Constitution, which, mm. gives, which guarantees freedom of conscience. Mm. His reply was simply, it is inappropriate to ask Celebration Church to provide a basis for an observance beliefs. It is not up to Procter & Gamble to decide if our basis is something of which you approve. Neither the government nor Procter & Gamble has any legal or moral rights to demand that we explain what we believe. Mm. Celebration Church supports freedom of religion as defined in the Constitution. Any additional documentation request is outrageous. Whether or not Procter & Gamble approves of our basis is irrelevant. We don't need to prove our beliefs to a corporation. And for the record, freedom of religion and religious beliefs are granted to the individual. What the individual's church believes is also irrelevant. You know, he goes on to point out that uh, you know the, the, their church has no uh, particular stand against the vaccine. But I think it's actually... You know, the American Constitution is fantastic in that it recognises the inalienable rights of the individual. Mm. It recognises rights that we are born with simply because we are a human being rather than giving rights in legislation, legislating rights. And uh, so, yeah, that's what they have happening over there in, in the United States, very, very different country to Australia. Don't try and do that in Australia. Yeah, Else that's right. You are bound to fail. We did say that we're going to talk about uh, the Anglican Church uh, very quickly. They're closing 368 churches in the next five years, which is a 368. And uh, basically what that goes back to is ever since they started accepting same-sex marriage and same-sex uh, couples and priests and so forth, uh, their membership has completely fallen off a cliff. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 
joining us on the phone right now is Luke Ferugia from Oz Table Talk. Luke, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good morning, guys. How is it coming on the show a little bit later in the morning, Luke? Uh, actually, it's a little bit earlier. I got totally surprised by, by the, the time this morning at 6.30am for me. So I oh, am it's the like, other way around. Oh, I'm classic classic Queenslanders. <laughs> yep, Queenslanders. So that's the it, Daylight Saving it. Shift caught me. <laughs> well, I was thinking that I think you and I were both thinking the Daylight Saving Shift was going to be the opposite way around, but then it just, yeah, it does it's my not. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's all good. Well, at least your mind will be fresh. The day is just beginning. And, that's right. Yeah, all good. Hey, Luke, what's been happening in the world of uh, Oz Table Talk over the uh, last month? What have you guys been talking about? Of course, uh, Luke and Oz Table Talk, these are the guys that get together and record their conversations, the conversations that uh, are the deep and meaningful ones that you often have after church, during fellowship lunch, whatever it might be. So what have, what have, what have the guys been talking about? So um, one of the uh, one of the ones this month was uh, sort of like a celebration episode because we hit episode number two hundred. So um, we sort of took some time in that episode just to reflect on on what where we've been, what's happened, and, and also the uh, the shift to start producing video content. So that that was that was just like a bit of a, a landmark episode. But as far as the actual content episodes that we that we did, that we released one that was probably one of the most popular that we've done for a while now, and the title of the episode was. What the mark of the beast isn't. Ooh, so, that is that an amazing one. topic. That's that's very cool. <laughs> I'm, I, I almost fun. almost wish I'd have been in on that one to uh, to throw my ten cents worth in on a few different uh, subjects. I wish you were too, Lyle. That would have been fun. That would have been great. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, and, and to be honest, like it was it was really interesting because we, we wanted to come at it from a, a, an angle that was uh, a bit atypical because a lot of people spend a lot of their time focusing on the mark of the beast and what is the actual thing? Like, you know, what is, what is that mark? And so we sort of tried to flip it and look more at the inverse because the, in the Bible, if you see with, with the, uh, the prophecies, particularly in Revelation, the mark of the beast is held in contrast to the seal of God. And so mm. we spent more of our time focused on that. You know, we, we use this to also talk about currently with coronavirus and the, the pandemic and vaccines and all of the issues that surround that, there's a lot of people that try to interpret the things that we're seeing in the in the media right now as the mark of the beast. So we, yeah. we looked at the reasons why uh, a lot of those that are seemingly popular with, with some people these days, uh, it's not just not possible for those things to be the mark of the beast. And we looked at why that would be in scripture. But yeah, then we spent the majority of our focus on what what we should be looking for instead of, right, looking at the seal of God. And, uh, yeah, we went a lot of places with that because whilst there's, it's a topic that a lot of people have spoken about, I think there's a lot of unmined potential there. Absolutely. There's a really, really good good way of discussing this particular subject. And uh, I'm just wondering whether we can uh, maybe tick off a few that the Mark of the Beast isn't. When I first studied the subject of the Mark of the Beast, a book that I read on it was all about how that the Mark of the Beast was the barcode and that if you bought something that had a barcode on it, uh, and of course yeah. this book would have probably been written in the know, late 70s, I guess, something like that, maybe early probably 80s. Probably something like barcode that, yeah. was in it. But if you bought something with a barcode on it, you had the Mark of the Beast. Mm. 
And so this was written by people who would never, ever, ever buy anything that had a barcode on it. I kind of wonder where they're, where, where they're up to today. But anyway, uh, were you able to... They're very uh, hungry by now. Yeah, no, they're probably living their best life. They grow their own food. They live in the bush. Like, they don't drive yeah. cars or do I think anything. they may have compromised their beliefs. Uh, <laughs> I just have this, uh, this suspicion. But this is, you know, it, hi- it has highlighted to me, and, you know, it was a very valuable experience for a 15-year-old to be studying something like this and to be able to now look back on it just to see how foolish human beings become when they speculate about Bible prophecy. Yeah. So that's, yeah, absolutely. that's, that's and that, that did, did speculation. Did you, did you, oh, sorry again. Did you guys uh, did you guys discuss the barcode? Um, I, I I can't even remember. We may have actually made mention of that because that is something I have heard of. But we, we talked about that. We talked about um, you know how some people are looking at the. The like I said, the more modern things like the the vaccine is the barcode. If you if you have that, then that's it. And if you have, um, you know, there's a lot of the things in the public consciousness right now that people tend to focus on. But you know, when you read about it in the Bible, the, the Bible doesn't paint it in that context. The Bible paints it in the context of worship, which is what the that whole passage there is leading up to and talking about. And so we have to um, put it where the Bible puts it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, good subject to be talking about. What uh, what else have uh, what else do you guys talked about this month? So the other one that we've done, uh, we, we started a. Um, the other one that we started is a, a new series, actually, which uh, we called Exodus Two Point and we're looking at the reasons why young people leave the church. So uh, mm. that was uh, that was one that was something that people have been requesting, and so we sort of dealt with that. So the first. Uh, episode in that series that we dealt with was issues in the church, looking at the things that are in the church that seem to be causing or at least contributing to the departure of young people. And uh, one of the big ones there being hypocrisy, you know, where, where they see uh, church leaders saying things and then doing something different. Um, we, we looked at some other other issues as well, like where if, the, if there is a misunderstanding of, of what God is like, if they haven't been if they haven't been taught the truth of the gospel, you could say, then it becomes a lot less attractive to stay in the church system. And so we talked about how important it is to have that right understanding. Yeah, I think this is one of the uh, most vexing questions that um, that churches face these days. And I think that it's good to hear from young people who have stayed in the church because then we can find out, okay, why why did you stay when so many others left? Uh, particularly from young men, we have a higher attrition rate amongst young men than we do amongst young ladies. And yep. what's interesting about that is that it is unique to Christianity. No other religion has a, a, a higher attrition rate based on gender. Um, Christianity is the only religion that has a gender-based attrition rate. And so that's, these are these. Are, yeah, maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a discussion point there for a future episode. Mm, why yeah, do, I will write that down. Why, why does why does only the Christian religion have mm. a gender imbalance? Why do you know? Because obviously it's got nothing to do with spirituality. It's got nothing to do with religion, you know, per se. Uh, so why is it the Christianity only has this issue? Sorry, sorry, Lyle, just I got distracted then for a second. That's <laughs> all right. That's entire. We we understand you're writing notes. Um, Maybe yeah. I've maybe I've started something here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to next month now. Uh, yeah. Fantastic stuff. All right, what else? What else you guys been talking about? So yeah, and, and well, the, we continued that series. So, like I said, the first one we looked at the issues of the church, and as we continued on, part two 
We look at issues in the world. So what is it about the world that is attracting the young people out? What is it that justifies that, that movement out of the church? And uh, it was actually really interesting. I had some of the conversations around that. Um, Ore, one of the guys that put the table, uh, you know, he is he's a doctor. And he said that one of the uh, things that he found very difficult for his walk is that he is that, like a naturally ambitious person, like want, wanted to become a doctor, change the world, help lots of people. That was like in his, in his heart to do so. And he had the the uh, internal struggle, if you like, because he, he, he was not born uh, in our particular denomination. He was born in, a, in another denomination. And in, a, and in that original faith community that he was a part of, he had the experience of like the almost that, that sort of desire to change the world was almost stopped or prohibited or whatever you want to call it or, or looked down upon. And so that was one of the most attractive things about our particular church, that he felt like it was encouraged to be able to um, come in, make the world a better place and have that degree of ambition. And so it just showed how important it is for us to have like good theology around how we relate to the world and what we can do in it. Yes, and... Uh... I think that you know, you know, particularly for young people, they need to have a cause, and they need to have you know, young people want to go out and change the world. Um, they need something to fight for. We've seen that over yep. and over again. All all great worldwide movements are you know precipitated by young people, and so if we can, if we can, uh, yeah, inspire our young people with a desire to change the world and and show them that there's a great opportunity to change the world right here, then. Um, we have a we have a uh, a fantastic um, opportunity to you know to harness the power of our young people. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, and just a, a future note. I'm sure we'll talk about it next month. But um, this series is in two three part sections. So, uh, and we'll be hearing a lot from other young people as well that we're going to like introduce into the into the discussion in the future part. So, yeah, if you want to hear that, make sure you stick around. Yeah, fantastic stuff. So, what are the other aspects of? Uh, so, 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 you've pretty much had these two big subjects: what the mark of the beast is not, and yeah. uh, young people staying in the church. What are the other aspects have um, have come up as a part of this discussion? Yeah, well, um, in those, uh, I guess, in, in those sections, we've really been uh, sort of trying to find our. Um, we're looking for what's we're looking for. We're looking for. Uh, ideas and topics and so I guess something else I will throw out there is that one of the things that we would love to be able to do is to deal with more audience questions and we do get them and that's where a lot of the questions do come from but um, we we are are always keen for ideas that's why I was very happy to um, have your suggestions all on so um, in those uh, those ideas we've sort of been like uh, I guess coming around the ideas of prophecy and um, culture and so we've really just been talking a, a lot around those Topics and finding um, ones that are worth exploring together, but yeah, no, any any suggestions are always welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So if you'd like to uh, send some suggestions through to Oz Table Talk, then just uh, simply head over to their um, to their website, and uh, you can probably find a way of getting in contact with them there, or you can just simply contact us right here. We'll pass it on for you. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Luke and the fellas would love to hear from you. And uh, very quickly as we finish off, Luke, what is the uh, where, where, where do you send in those suggestions and also, of course, interact with uh, Oz Table Talk, uh, listen to the podcast, find out what you guys have been talking about? Yeah, you can find all of our episodes on uh, any podcast platform of your choice, um, but you can get all of our contact details as well on oztabletalk.com.au. oztabletalk.com.au, there it is right there. Head over there. You will be blessed.
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.